everyone this is how do you pronounce your name because you know i'm black so i need because I, I keep saying lisa uh so it's just lease lease okay because i have like a cousin lisa. named lisa and i always want to call you lisa because uh, you have <laughs> so i might call you lisa that, that, that that's better for me because i'm like i want to call her lisa i don't know why you have a spirit of lisa that that is that is also fine. I just I okay. just felt that my my actual name has too many syllables. So as mm-hmm. long as it's like one or two syllables less, I'm fine. No, I, I like Kiki because you know my name is all long. Right. I I don't like the nickname Kimmy. I, I don't see that. Then that's not you. I like I like Kiki for you. I like Kiki. You know, and everyone's like, oh, I said I'm I'm making that a nickname for Kim. So whoever has Kim out there. And you don't like being called Kimmy. How about Kiki? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's almost close. Acceptable. Right. And Lise is like, Lise has always been like a, a, the kind of like nickname that my family's called me. So I just kind of decided to adopt it for everyone else. Okay. Uh, but what's, because like also my full name, like people always have trouble pronouncing it properly because there's so many different ways to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And so, but what's funny is like, I'm so used to people mispronouncing it and I'm so used to using my full name that even though I'm going by Lise at my new job, I still <laughs> write my actual name. Oh my gosh. But like, in well, all they, I, I can't write my, I have to legally change mine because um, they won't let me because of healthcare and stuff. And I hate that. Oh, so yes. I, on the back of my badge, I'll always get one and say I lost it. But I'll alter it and I'll put, you know, I'll put Kiki and I'll turn it around. But when the state comes, I'll put the real one. And right. and and I didn't alter it. So you can't write me up. It, it's that gray area that black uh, people love to play with. <laughs> I know. No, I, I forgot about that. And like it, it, it really surprised me when they asked me what name I prefer at my, at my mm-hmm. new job when I got here to Houston because I just wasn't used to that because like you, you know, I used to work in healthcare and yeah. th- there was, there was no option. You, you, you use your legal name. Your legal name is on your badge. But mm-hmm. now in my new job, my <laughs> nickname is everywhere. It's on my email. It is, is literally on like the, the official key card <laughs> that I use to get into these buildings. Maybe Texas is just different. Cause you know, that's the friendship state. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Huh. Their logo is friendship. I did not know that. Well, everyone mm-hmm. is quite friendly. I, I, I have been I have been pleased with it so far. Although, of course, because of quarantine, I have not been able to experience most of Houston. But that's good because you know that when you're <clears throat> coming from Bakersfield, you know we have that that force field that makes you come back. Right. So I really feel that this is good for you. Because it's shedding all of the Bakersfield Nazi stuff away. Right. And, and I think and it's going to really allow you to grow your roots because you're you're such a, um, a fluid person and you love to be involved in stuff. And I really feel that um, you have a lot of connections here, but because you're in 
quarantine and you're in home, I, I think I, I just visualize like roots growing there. If you have the capability of coming back and forth, you would never have truly um, stay, stayed stationary there to make that home. Does that make sense? No, that actually does make sense. And and, yeah. I, and I do think you're right because I, and, and, and that's not to say that I won't come back and visit, but. No, no, but no, I think, but I, I think that right now is the yeah. best time for you because the whole world stopped. I love right. this quarantine, especially if you have um, bipolar depression, like my meds are kicking in. I don't have thousands of dollars to go on a spa and get on the routine that the doctor suggests me to do. Right. Now, I feel that I'm able to get on a routine and by the time the world starts, I'll be so set in that routine that I don't give a fadoodle about what the work wants. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because being a spiritualist, you know as well as I, we it's hard when they tell you to do shit at three in the morning. <laughs> right? <clears throat> or then you'll have someone say, but it's okay. You can you can do it at twelve in the afternoon. It's it's alright. Just as long as you're doing it like that. It's like five o'clock somewhere. Like you literally <laughs> have to do it. <laughs> you have to do it within the hour that it's three. Like a numerologist told me this, and I don't know if you've heard this, but they say if you're unable to get up at three o'clock in the morning, you have to get up at the witching hour somewhere else at three o'clock in the morning. Mm hmm. Because so the mental hour, but in a different time zone. Yes, in a different time zone. Like you, you literally have to get up at that same time every day when it's three o'clock in the morning there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I, like because of quarantine, my my personal, like my my rhythms are all messed up. <laughs> well, and also just in general, going from you know Pacific time to Texas mm -hmm. time. I, yeah, it's just... It's is it really, an hour really or three? It's two hours. We're two hours two ahead. Two hours? Yeah. Oh, does it change there? I believe so. And Because you, you know, know Arizona doesn't. It's like weird. Arizona, there's right. a time that when we change, we're at the same time as Arizona. Yeah. But I, I, I think that Texas does, though, because I think it stays consistently two hours ahead throughout the year. But I could be wrong again because I just got here and I have no idea what day it is. I think that's all of us. <laughs> you saw that meme I put on freaking Facebook. If I if I go again and wake up, if I'm still up when the birds chirp, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> However, the thing goes, <laughs> it is it is terrible. And honestly, like I mean, there are some good things about you know being forced to stay at home. But it, honestly, I I really overestimated how comfortable I would be with being mm -hmm. because I, I'm an introverted person in general. However, there's a difference between being introverted and choosing to stay home and being introverted and having to stay home. Right. <laughs> so it's been, it's been really, really rough, especially because, you know, I just moved to this new place. I really want to like meet explore. new people and go to new mm -hmm. places and explore the city. And I can't do any of that. <laughs> Well, because I mean, the spirit, the goddess wants you to like literally, I swear, I have, if I could draw, I have a picture of you in a t-shirt and jeans with no shoes on, right? And you're in your living room 
and there's a place where you can paint or whatever, right? And I see you painting, but as you're painting, I see the roots going inside the ground and penetrating in the ground and like starting a new like world in Texas. <laughs> and it's like literally not meant for some people to leave. It's it, this world has been going so, so fast that a lot of us intellectuals that are spiritualists, it was hard for us to keep up because we were doing more work in the work corporate world. Remember how people used to could be spiritualists yes. and work at the same time? Right. This world was not allowing us because we have old spirits. Mm -hmm. It's very So beautiful. now it's very, very, very necessary for us to just like use it in a positive and like create those roots and just allow us to take the time of the universe. And when it first starts, it feels, it feels almost liberating because you feel like when you take your spiritual bath, you get sick and nauseous and you want to sleep. And I'm talking about taking a real spiritual bath, like no deodorant, no, no, no man-made soaps, like nothing but what the Egyptians did, like oils, mm -hmm. just oils and just do it for three freaking days, three days. And it's like, wow, like, oh my God, I feel like they did. Like, this is the closest I feel to how they do. Like, I really want to tap into that energy of what they did when people didn't do shit. And, and, and for, that's for what the I'm taking from that. Like what you just said, what you just said about me painting, like in my living room. <laughs> that's what, exactly what? where we have like because that's that's honestly something that my my you know my my friend and um, roommate that's we paint in the living room. <laughs> We've been doing like <laughs> little art projects. Yeah, <laughs> not even shitting you. And the living room is directly wow. connected to our patio where we are. Yes, grow you can see the outside and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, I wanted to so, just kind of sit here and highlight this for the sake of <laughs> that you said that. And I have not like, and also I have not ever, I have not sent Kim any pictures of where I'm now living yet. Mm-hmm. Nor told not him a one things either. No, you just moved in. Yeah. I mean, quarantine, who's going to get excited about that? Let me just show. It's like there's certain things you just don't do during quarantine. Because it's right. like, I'm like such an asshole right now showing my fucking apartment. People are dying and stuff. And there's more serious issues than, oh, let me take a picture of my brand new car. I know, I know. <laughs> so no, no, I, I literally like astral plane to all my friends. Um, and I make sure that they're safe. Like when you were leaving, I just had like a freaking like my heart was gonna fill with anxiety and just travel. I'm like, I'm not fucking going nowhere, man. Why do I feel like this? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So then I like I puffed a, puffed a couple, went outside and sat on my um, hammock. And I never do that, but I really, really needed to tap in. And then that's when I messaged you. Yep. And you're like, oh, I'm on 
the plane. I'm on the plane. <laughs> I was like, all right, dear. And then I just was just like, you know, sending love and light. And it's like, you know, being tapped in right now is it's the thing. And it's it helped honestly because uh, my, my flight over here was was pretty much I, I expected it to be a nightmare. Uh, because it was really it was really difficult first of all to even find a flight that would let me have both my cat and my rabbit in the cabin right uh, because cats are generally fine but uh, well cats and dogs are generally fine but the rabbit is a different story and the thing about my rabbit is I cannot have him he cannot be in cargo I had to oh be, I had could, to be could you to have him with carry me. on yeah and <coughs> unfortunately I did not have time um when I was in California to get him certified as an emotional support animal. Uh, oh. So I was just kind of, you know, I, I had to just, I, I, I brought my sister with me. And so basically, you know, she had, she had the cat and I had the rabbit or, or vice versa. You know, however, we worked, oh. we worked it out flying together. And right. uh, it was, it was nerve wracking because we had to, they, I, I was really hoping that they would let us just take the rabbit out put him like like wrap him up in a pillowcase but they wouldn't even let us do that we had to have both animals with nothing holding them in our arms in in security in this in in the lax (laughs) so it's there there's so many people and i was Mm -hmm. i was really terrified i I figured i mean my my cat's pretty good like i know she's not going to dart away and run but i did not know how um, the rabbit would react but he did great and uh, yeah, he's so soft and cuddly. Yes, <laughs> he's he's a good boy, and and he made it here. You know, he he, he didn't really want to eat uh, during the flight. That was one thing that we were really worried about because they they basically have to eat constantly um, uh-huh. because their their digestive systems are very sensitive. So I was worried about him not eating. But once we got him here to the apartment in Houston. He started eating again and he was fine so um anything that you sent our way was much appreciated because it, it oh really yeah did turn out to be not as it was a long long day because we basically mm-hmm. we left bakersfield uh, at about uh 8 a.m on saturday and didn't arrive until midnight on sunday oh yeah yeah so it was a long day but uh everybody got here safely so and that's that that's that divine spirit when people tap into that is beyond prayer is just visualizing and sending god's light to that person when someone says that they pray for you nine times out of ten they just say the word they don't have the action and those are the differences mm-hmm. and 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 the reason why i ha- sometimes i have goofy podcasts but this one i really wanted to just like talk about you know our experiences in the spiritual because it's just so lost it's so lost and and I'm, I'm 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 getting sick of people that are bandwagoners on every aspect when it's dealing with the lgbtq community black lives matters spirituality you know there's a difference in accepting like what i talked about in the first segment of one's beliefs and and worshiping you know uh appreciating the buddhist or whatever and stuff Mm -hmm. but there's a difference in that statement when you're a bandwagoner Mm -hmm. because if you're saying you're for the cause 
bet your bottom dollar, you better be protesting with those mofos when it's time. Right. Don't be sitting here saying that you're for the cause. And then when someone's coming to you like they're Adolf Hitler and you scatter, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Don't be a bandwagoner. Mm-hmm. I felt so sad about the LGBTQ community because there were a lot of bandwagoners. And then when shit got really real, a lot of people dispersed from that community that you thought that were loyal. Right. And then you had a lot of people that were all of a sudden coming out just to come out like it's a freaking trend. It's like, why be private all these years and now bring it out? Well, I mean, everyone has... That, that's something that doesn't really bother me as much um, because I mean everyone does have their different situations as regarding yeah, regarding the, I mean the, the, the I mean there's an actual safety issue of coming out for a lot of people so that that I understand but but I, but I do think but but you're right as, as far as like being an ally to groups that are marginalized there there was a huge difference between just like you said putting your words forth in support and actually putting support into practice. Yes. And I think that's also a big difference between, um, kind of trying to tie it back to what we were talking about before, it's a big difference between the religions and denominations and sects or whatever, how you want to refer to them, the difference between the words of belief and the actual practice. Right. I think that's what... I think that's what really draws a lot of people to the more, um, you know, I would say radical thinking of things, earth-based or pagan or, you know, just alternative spiritualities and religions, because they tend to be, instead of focusing on belief, they focus on practice. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's been something that just from my personal experience in the pagan community, I feel that that's something that's really undermined a lot of, uh, you know, pagan activism is this emphasis on belief. Because the, mm-hmm. the emphasis on belief above all, it's, I mean, that, that, that basically makes us no different from any other, you know, Bible thumping or whatever tome pounding religion evangelizing <laughs> very yeah, yeah it, it very ordinary no yeah. to me the real difference between uh the real difference between a lot of organized religion and this is not this is not universal because of course there are plenty of organized religions and 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 people who do focus on practice a lot but um, right but I, I, again, I do think that the reason people are drawn to paganism and the alternative spiritualities is because of this aspect of practice, where practice comes first. Belief, if it comes, that's great, but that's not the focus. The, it's mm-hmm. the practice of, of changing your life and altering your perception and changing your relationship with the world and with other people. Right. But there's there's people that are like Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker that, you know, is scared to to do both, you know, the dark force and the light force. And here comes Kylo Ren saying, no, you have to learn how to focus both of them. You have to focus on both of them. And that's the thing. That's why people, like I said in the first segment, look at us weird because 
we we don't practice voodoo or hoodoo, but we want to know what it's about. You know, right. it, it, it's like I I don't want to I don't want to be like tippy toeing into something and not know what it is mm-hmm. and what the practice is. I don't want to do Christianity and talk to a fellow Christian and not know what the hell they're talking about. Right. How can you sit here and cast stones on spirituality when you don't know what it's about? Because it's like it's like calling all black people the N-word. Because there are so many different ways of practicing spirituality. There are a lot of people that are Wiccans that don't do spells. Mm-hmm. They're more on the spiritual aspect of loving nature, you using herbal remedies to an extent for, you know, like eucalyptus, because it does have um, natural properties for respiratory and stuff like that. But as far as melt, uh, 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 spell, spell working on getting stuff and um, 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 trying to attain like a positive manifestation of some kind of some sorts, mm-hmm. they don't do right. that. And so it's like, I, I just want to let people know, like, you know, before you start casting stones on, on paganism, worship, uh, don't, you have to worship it. Go and get Wiccan for dummies. Let, read the book. It really, really opens your eyes just for knowledge. So then you'll see, oh, this is how, and you know, I would never tell somebody to get to ride the um, silver broomstick because that's more of a, uh, if you're already in. Right. Because even though she almost, cause I have the audio and I have the book. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that is almost like Wicca for dummies, it's different because she's telling you like step-by-step step on how to do stuff and you're practicing and you have the belief. Mm-hmm. When you have a book like called Wiccan for Dummies, that is just for you to see how these people worship, where it came from, and it's giving you a glimpse of the history of Wicca. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just feel that a lot of people are are misinformed on spirituality and how it works. Yeah. And then as soon as you show certain things, um, they really just think that you're gonna go to she-hole hell and you're worshiping Beelzebub. <laughs> and I think, and I think that's, and, and I mean, you're, you're never going to, some people are just not going to get it. And then that's fine. But that's fine. No, it is. But you know, I'm here to tell you that that's why I have this podcast because at least they don't have my face. They don't have the other person's face. I can talk with these people and we can openly talk to these people and hopefully it's like you know they can open their minds just a little bit just a little right. bit and and i have to i mean again because coming coming from both sides of of the of the spectrum <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know because a lot of people will say that oh well you know all of these alternative kind of religions you know are are basically considered pathways to the devil uh the ways that you know the devil would tempt you to be disconnected from from god and uh that, that's a really difficult and that's furthest from the truth I know, and it, but it's but it but it's also an extremely difficult point of view to argue with 
but you know what what I would say yeah and it's it's I mean I don't have a perfect answer of course at all but what I would say is that you know rather than thinking of it in terms of this knowledge is inherently dangerous or just learning about something is inherently dangerous I would say that examine in, instead of you know try to step past the fear because you know again we all have that burden of whatever kind of fear that we're raised with and just try to step past that fear for a moment and instead of considering it dangerous knowledge look at how you feel about the thing that the, the things that, and forces that we're talking about i would say you know when it comes to let's say if you come from a stereotypical like christian background approach learning about paganism as 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 well as you can by asking yourself how you interact with the natural world and how right. how you appreciate the creation that that you believe your deity has provided for you and what does right. what does that feeling give to you you know how mm-hmm. does that enrich your life because i think that is something that is that's more universal than belief i think is that right. feeling of the beauty of nature the feeling yes. of connectedness not only with the world around us but with uh with other people because of course people are a part of nature animals are part of nature you know every, yes. everything is and so how does how does that make you feel and it's it's not sinful to learn about these things because you're just able to if you if you can feel that then you can place yourself in the mindset of a person who wants to give honor to that aspect of creation or the universe or whatever right. you want to call it so I, i think again it's it's not a perfect answer but i think if people approach it from you know try to understand how this would make you feel mhm rather than focusing on the beliefs of a deity or the belief in a pantheon or the belief in the efficacy of spell work right because i believe that if you look at certain words it 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 pretty much is how you believe in that word is pretty much the same way that i believe in that word like for instance prayer mm-hmm. prayer to me is the same to a spiritualist as an affirmation mm-hmm. you're you're asking of someone right mm-hmm. if you're if you're of god you're asking god or something. Mm-hmm. Please God, help us save our home. Help make sure that my mom is okay, right? Mm-hmm. Affirmation is just you're saying it in the way that the universe is going to answer. It's still God. You just did it. You just gave God a different name and you gave him a different way of responding. Right. It's the same thing. It's just what your comfort level is on how you practice. <laughs> If you're Muslim, you speak to Allah. Yeah, and and I really wish people would kind of 
see it in that kind of a simple way as like, you know, of course there's, you know, all these languages that peoples around the world use to communicate. And yes, there are there are subtleties and there are things that you can express in one language that you can't express in another. But but ultimately, you know, there's still an aspect of all languages that is referential. And so, you know, everybody generally has a word for things like bread, <laughs> you know, things that are fundamental right. to the human human experience. So like why can't we see faith or belief or practice whatever you want to emphasize in your religion why can't we see it in that same way right okay i have a different word for bread in my language however we're both Mm -hmm. still referring to bread okay maybe your yes your bread is leavened and mine is not you know your bread Mm -hmm. tastes one way mine tastes another one is baked and one is fried you know it there are different aspects you say congregation you say congregation we say coven yeah it's just and i I don't i don't under and it's it's something i've never understood and um what's funny is that you know my my (laughs) my parents are extremely are extremely conservative and extremely close-minded when it comes to religion and they have no idea about my own personal feelings on everything uh but but they're the ones who introduced me to comparative religion (laughs) <laughs> they literally because, did because everything in the universe babe what I was saying earlier is is introduced to us when we're aware of it do you feel me? Yeah. the reason why I had all of those different denominations was because he was leading me to talk to multitudes of people with different beliefs <laughs> to have the understanding and love and, and true love because I delved into so many different beliefs without my control. 